Atlantic keeps your car on the go with a gasoline and service that makes your car feel young again. And by Peel Brothers of Brooklyn, New York, who say, thank you very much for trying our Peel's Real Draft Gear. Now, in just a moment, Jerry, Phil, and Frank with the ball game. Everybody, this is Frank Messer welcoming you to New York Yankee Baseball. Phil Rizzuto, Jerry Coleman, and I are on hand to bring you all the action in this first of an abbreviated two-game series between the New York Yankees and the Oakland Athletics. And uh, despite what we might have thought a couple of hours ago, we have great weather for baseball here at Yankee Stadium. The clouds have blown away. There is uh, no more a threat of rain here. The temperature is 68 degrees. And if you're in the area and had doubts about the weather here at the stadium, let me assure you that as of right now, it looks fine for baseball. The field is in good condition. The outfield may be a bit damp in spots. The infield is great. It's been covered by the tarpaulin. The tarp was taken off just uh, in time for the two clubs to take infield practice and no batting practice tonight. Starting for the Yankees, Fritz Peterson will be going for his sixth win of the year. Fritz has won five and lost four. One of his losses was to the Athletics out in Oakland. And he'll be opposed by the big right-hander, Jumbo Jim Nash. Nash this year has three wins, one defeat, and this will be his first start against the Yankees in 1969. Although Nash has won 40 games and lost 32 in his brief American League career, his record against the Yankees has been only one win and four losses, two of those defeats last year. Well, there's a very excited young man around Yankee Stadium these days. His name is John Ellis. And I'm going to be back to talk to John Ellis in just a moment right after this word. If you've been collecting exciting fine china dishes called Royal Elegance at participating Atlantic stations, then you know how great the value Atlantic is offering its customers. And part of this great value is the beautiful accessory pieces also available at sensational low prices. These accessory pieces will complete your set of fine china and make it even more useful for family and guests. You'll get accessory pieces like sugar bowl with cover, gravy boat, salt and pepper shakers, fruit dishes, vegetable dishes, butter dish with cover, and covered casserole dish. And if you haven't started collecting your fine china set yet, it's not too late to begin. Participating Atlantic dealers are offering four-piece place settings of Royal Elegance China at fantastically low, low prices with each eight gallons of gasoline. This offer may vary in some states, but the translucent beauty of royal elegance never varies. Stop into your participating Atlantic station today and pick up a four-piece place setting and your accessory pieces. And to make it even easier on yourself, charge it on your Atlantic Richfield credit card. Carolina League Farm Club at Kinston, North Carolina, to fill in as an emergency catcher for the Yankees. John, what were your thoughts when you first got the word that you were coming up for the weekend? My thoughts were that uh, I asked my manager, who told me at the time that I was being called to New York, he said to New York, I thought I was going to be called to Syracuse. And then when he told me that I was being called up to the big club, I was quite elated, to say the least. But uh, I, I couldn't quite realize that, uh, you know, the dream of playing for the Yankees had been true until I finally got to the stadium and uh, I was out there when, when the national anthem was played. And then all of a sudden you began to realize, well, here I am. You looked around and saw the crowd. Were you nervous? I was quite nervous. As a matter of fact, after the national anthem was over and the pitcher got done warming up, I threw the ball out to center field. 
my arm was uh, shaking so much that uh, there was no way I could con control the ball. Well, then uh, you went out and you caught a two-hitter. How about that? Uh, it was a lot of hard work uh, in back of the plate. Uh, my nervousness was beginning to leave me. Uh, I thought that uh, Mel pitched a very good game, and uh, we both worked together well. And, and with his cooperation and Bill's cooperation, we were both able to uh, pull two victories out against the Angels. Well, that was quite that was quite a Sunday afternoon. John, you had a little experience before you even got to Yankee Stadium. I believe you went through a fire or something at the hotel, didn't you? My wife, Angela, my bride of four months uh, from my hometown, uh, we arrived in a, the Grand Concourse Hotel at about 11.30. Uh, we were beginning to get to sleep by 1 o'clock when all of a sudden there were some fire engines outside the hotel. Realizing that there was a fire, we ran to the fire exit and uh, decided to take the elevator now, which is a lot quicker. And uh, the firemen were in the elevator and, and had notified us, saying that uh, we'll be right back down if there's any uh, uh, problem to the fire. Well, they came back down and said that uh, there's no need to worry, go back to bed. Well, I didn't want to take their word for it. I decided to go downstairs and check it out for myself. And by the time I did, it was 4 o'clock in the morning. And by the time I got up again, it was 9 o'clock. And uh, I still felt that uh, I, I was so nervous I couldn't get to sleep anyway. Well, John, maybe the fire took your mind off impending things to come to the stadium. You had you had quite a day with a inside-the-park home run. That's got to be a big thrill. Uh, it had to be the biggest thrill of uh, my baseball career of, uh, of my life. Uh, being in Yankee Stadium and then hitting the inside-the-park home run uh, was... Uh, this was the greatest thrill for me and my family, and, uh, and I'm sure that all the people that were involved in uh, my success. Uh, i just just like to say, you know, just thank you, and uh, I can't uh, tell the people that how much I appreciate the honor being a New York Yankee. Well, even though John Ellis may go back to finish the 1969 season at Kinston, North Carolina, he'll have some memories to carry him over to the point where he is here at Yankee Stadium, certainly on a permanent basis, which looms in his future. Right now on New York Yankee Baseball, let's pause for station identification. Nightline is your line to what's happening. This is Jerry Ducey. Join the conversations weeknights on WGY Connected. And now we're set for the first game of this two-game series between the Yankees and the Oakland A's, managed by former Yankee outfielder Hank Bauer. This is Bauer's first visit to Yankee Stadium as the Oakland manager. He had been in here several times as the Baltimore Orioles manager in recent years. The starting lineups for the Oakland A's, Brett Cabanaris will be at shortstop. In left field batting second, it's Tommy Reynolds. Reggie Jackson will be in right field and hit third. The third baseman and cleanup hitter is Sal Bando. Batting fifth and playing first base, Danny Cater. Dick Green is the second baseman. He'll hit sixth. Batting seventh and playing center field, Rick Mundy. Youngster named Dave Duncan will do the catching and bat eighth. And on the mound for Oakland, Jim Nash. And now the Yankees take the field. As the Yankees go out, Jimmy Hall goes to left. Jim Lytle to center, Bobby Mercer to right, Jerry Kenny to third, Tommy Tresh to short, Horace Clark to second, Joe Pepitone to first, Frank Fernandez the catcher, and Fritz Peterson the pitcher. We'll give you the Yankee batting order in just a moment. But right now, the fans here at the stadium rise. And ladies and gentlemen, 
Wherever you may be listening to our Yankee baseball broadcast tonight, we hope you'll join right now as Jerry Vale sings our national anthem. Peterson begins his warm-up throws. Let's run down the Yankee batting order. Horace Clark will lead off and play second. At third base, batting second, it's Jerry Kenny. Bobby Mercer will be in right field and hit third. At first base, Joe Pepitone. Jimmy Hall is in left. Playing shortstop and batting sixth, Tom Dresch. Jim Lytle, the youngster just up from Syracuse, will be in center field and bat seventh. Catching and hitting eighth, Frank Fernandez. Jake Gibbs still out of action with a badly jammed index finger on his throwing hand. And pitching for the Yankees, Fritz Peterson, who has won five and lost four. The umpires for tonight's game at home plate, Marty Springstead. At first base, John Red Flaherty. At second base, Bob Stewart. And the umpire at third base is Don Denkinger. Now, this is the first time we've seen Don Denkinger here at the stadium. He's a young man of uh, 32, hails from Cedar Falls, Iowa, 6'1", 187 pounds. He began his umpiring career in 1960. This is his first year in the American League, and uh, Don Denkinger is married. He has two children. Just a little background on him, as this is his first appearance ever, to my knowledge, at the stadium. Bert Cabanera steps in, and this game is underway as Peterson fires a fastball outside ball one. Cabanera is off to a slow start this year, batting but 190. He led the American League in base hits last year with 177. This year he has 26 hits to date. He hits this one foul down the left side, headed for the seats. And the count evens one ball, one strike. The official scorer for tonight's game is Mr. Len Coppett of the New York Times. That's one thing they do here at Yankee Stadium on the message board. They inform the folks as to the identity of the official scorer. He is so much a part of the ball game. I think the people should really know, and it's a good idea. Peterson's 1-1 pitch. Curve is hit on the ground. A third, it's foul. Kenny could not get to it, and it's just outside the line. One ball and two strikes. 
Jimmy Hall in left, Jim Lytle in center, and Bobby Mercer in right field, with Kenny at third, Tresh at short, Clark at second, and Pepitone at first. Frank Fernandez back from his weekend Army Reserve duty behind the plate. And the one-two pitch. Fastball misses inside at the knees, and the count is even up at two balls, two strikes. Caballeros, very fast. Anytime he gets wood on the ball, unless he pops it up or it's a fly ball, he's got a chance for a base hit. He can beat out those infield grounders. 2-2 pitch time. Curve is bounced foul to the left side again. John McNamara coaches at third base for Oakland manager Hank Barr with Bobby Hoffman, the first base coach. And with Bauer in the dugout, the all-time great Yankee Joe DiMaggio, a vice president of the A's and also a coach. 2-2 pitch again to Campy. He bunts it to the third base side of the mound. Kenny picks it up, throws. He's got him in a close play at first base. What a play by Jerry Kenny coming in toward the mound as that ball got by Peterson. Kenny swooped down on it like an eagle on a mouse and fired it to first base just in time to get Campanaris. Quite a play by Jerry Kenny. Jerry's play at third base has opened quite a few eyes, and that was a fine play. One down, and Tom Reynolds, the left fielder, steps in, a right-hand batter. Reynolds swings on the first pitch, pops it up into left center. Lytle cruises over from center field, not too deep, makes the catch, and there are two down. Reynolds going for the first pitch. We didn't have a chance to tell you he was hitting 269. And now the big gun on the Oakland A is Reggie Jackson, the right fielder, hitting 250 with 11 home runs and 19 runs batted in. He leads this team in homers, one of the leaders in the league. First pitch to him. Low and away. He's a left-hand batter. And he can power him here at the stadium as we saw him do last year. He's hit some tremendous shots in here. Feet spread, slightly open stance, down on the end of the bat, and he takes over at the knees for a strike one and one. Reggie Jackson. Frank Howard leads the American League in homers with 14. Then Petroselli of Boston with 12. Jackson swings and misses. And then there's a th uh, three-way tie between Joe Pepitone of the Yankees, Jackson, and Frank Robinson of Baltimore for third place. They each have 11. Bobby Mercer right behind them with 10. Fritz Peterson has the sign from Frank Fernandez. Left-hander kicks and deals, and Jackson swings and misses strike three. He got him with a sidearm breaking pitch. And the Oakland A's are three up, three down, with nothing across. And at the end of the top half of the first, it's Oakland nothing and the Yankees coming to bat. How many times have you stopped for gasoline and then after driving away, realized that you forgot to have the windshield cleaned and that it might have been a good time to check the oil? An Atlantic Red Bull dealer wouldn't have let that happen. He'd have cleaned the windshield without being asked. And he'd have reminded you about the oil, too, because that's part of the Red Bull dealer guarantee. It goes like this. An Atlantic Red Ball dealer will always clean your windshield, weather permitting, and offer to check the oil, or he'll refund the cost of your gasoline. This offer may vary in some states, but the service never varies. So if you're inclined to be a little absent-minded at times, like most of us, 
That's one good reason to look for the red ball sign. If you're interested in service that's 100% reliable, that's an even better reason to drive in for Atlantic Red Ball dealer service. So good, it's guaranteed to every customer, every time. Jim Nash on the mound for the Oakland A's, making his first appearance against the Yankees this year. Nash has a record of three wins and only one loss. His lifetime record against New York, one and four. A reminder that this program is authorized under rights granted by the New York Yankees solely for the entertainment of our audience and any publication, reproduction, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express consent of the New York Yankees is prohibited. Jim Nash, they call him Jumbo Jim. And it's a nickname uh, well taken. Nash is a pretty good sized young man. He goes six feet five inches tall and 230 pounds. Had a sensational debut in the major leagues in uh, 1966. And he came up in midseason and won 12 and lost only one. The only game he lost was to the Yankees. He's ready to pitch to Horace Clark. The horse hitting 265. Right hander winds and deals. Clark swings in a curve and fouls it out of play off the third base side. Now, just to set the Oakland A's in your mind's eye, Tommy Reynolds is in left field. Rick Mundy is in center. And the left hand throwing Reggie Jackson in right. Three good arms in the outfield, especially Jackson. He can fire. Around the infield, Sal Bando at third, Campy Cabanaris at short, the veteran Dick Green at second, and Danny Cater at first. Dave Duncan, a rookie, does the catching. Jim Nash into the windup, the one-strike pitch to Clark. Curve is lined out in the left field. It's going to be in for a base hit. Reynolds tries to shoot, bring it about to the way from him. Mundy backing it up. Now Reynolds picks it up, throws wildly to second base, and Clark is in. Reynolds made a bad play on the ball. He tried to shoot, string it, then let it bounce off his chest. Even though he recovered it quickly, Horace Clark turned it into a double, and that's what it is scored, a two-base hit for Clark. For Horace, his uh, fifth two-bagger of the year and his 42nd base hit. It brings up third baseman Jerry Kenny. Kenny is hitting 216. Left-hand batter all the way. So the Yankees have the game's first hit. Clark at second. And Nash to Kenny. He squares and bunts it to the first base side. And he may beat it out. He will. It's a base hit. And Clark does not go from second to third. Clark held at second. And it's a base hit for Jerry Kenny. Kenny dragged the ball between the mound and first base. Green and Cater went for the ball. Nash started to go for it. And in the split second that Nash was undecided on what to do, Kenny won the foot race with Nash to first. It's a single for Jerry Kenny, and Clark stayed at second. So the Yankees have two men on. The batter will be Bobby Mercer. Mercer is hitting 318. 
That is good for the number five spot among American League hitters. But set by Nash, he looks for Clark at second, and he deals the plate, a curve that is lined foul off the right field side. Mercer stepped back, pulled the ball, but right down on the bat handle near the hand, and pulled it foul. and a strike. There goes Campanaris in behind Clark. No throw made as Clark slid back to second. Campanaris can keep Clark fairly close because he wants to shade toward the bag on Mercer anyway. One strike pitch. Inside. One ball and a strike to Bobby Mercer. Mercer leads the major leagues in RBIs with 38. That's runs butted in. 38 of them. He's in sixth place in homers with 10. And fifth among the American League hitters with a 318 batting average. And today is Bobby Mercer's 23rd birthday. The pitch curve is foul to the left side. Mercer tried to go with Alvin and punch it through to left field. He fouled it off instead. A ball and two strikes. Eddie Layton, the Yankee Stadium organist, just played a few bars of happy birthday. And the message board salutes Bobby Mercer on his 23rd. Young man from Oklahoma, leaning over the plate, waiting. Here's Nash's pitch. He swings and he misses strike three. The first strikeout for Nash, and here is Joe Pepitone. And what has Pepitone done lately? Well, not too much. Only six hits in his last eight at-bats, including three home runs. He drove in all the Yankee runs in the sweep Sunday over the California Angels with a three-run homer in the first game for a three-to-one victory and a ninth-inning home run in the nightcap for a one-to-nothing victory. Here's Nash's pitch. It's taken high. Ball one by Pepitone. The Yankees' mod bomber has struck in his last three games. Saturday afternoon, a shot to the right field seats and a pair of them on Sunday, one in each game. Nash checks second and deals. Pepitone takes high. Ball two. Two balls and no strikes. Pepitone's homers Sunday were his 10th and 11th of the year, and as we told you before, he is tied with Reggie Jackson of Oakland and Frank Robinson of Baltimore for third place in the American League behind Frank Howard with 14 and Rico Petroselli of Boston with 12. Petroselli cannot hit one tonight. Boston has been rained out against California in Boston. 2-0 pitch to Pepe. Strag is called, and the count is 2-1. Jackson deep in right field. Monday slanted over toward the alley in right center. Lonesome over in left center field is Tommy Reynolds. Black at second, Kenny at first. No score, bottom half of the first. Nash sets. Kicks and throws. 
Pepitone swings and misses on what appeared to be a sinker. Two balls and two strikes. Very enthusiastic crowd here at the stadium tonight. We said if you're in the area and we're worried about the weather, it looks good here. A lot of blue skies. It has not turned dark enough to blot out the upstairs. 2-2 pitch coming to Joe Pepitone. One out. Here it is. He swings and misses strike three. So Jim Nash has struck out the two dangerous left-hand batters, Mercer and Pepitone. And now we'll go against Jimmy Hall. Another left-hand swinger. Hall is batting 256. He's had two homers as a Yankee and eight runs batted in. Clark at second, Kenny at first. And the pitch to Jimmy Hall. Misses outside, ball one. June the 8th, a day to remember. Today we'll honor Mickey Mantle. 1 0 pitch. Curve is hit on the ground slowly off the first base side. Hall racing, and he is out at first base. The side is retired. As Hall was racing Nash for the bag, Nash took Cater's throw just in time by a step at first, and the side is retired. For the Yankees, no runs, two hits. The two men are left, and at the end of one, it's New York nothing and Oakland nothing. Presenting more interesting facts we'll bet you didn't know about Coca-Cola. Number 22, the three nicest things about our no-deposit, no-return bottle. First, there's the delicious taste of Coca-Cola. Second, there's the great convenience. But what about the third? Ah, it's the shape. Because now Coca-Cola comes in a no-deposit, no-return bottle with the same great shape you're used to. Now, isn't that great news? In this day of rushing confusion, when we must rely on specialists, Ricketts has the remedy. Ricketts has the most modern equipment and carefully trained staff, offering the finest professional care for your personal or household laundry and dry cleaning needs. Large or small, Ricketts does it all. And Ricketts makes house calls with free pickup and delivery throughout the capital area. So get professional care. Call Ricketts Launderers and Dry Cleaners tomorrow. You'll feel better if you do. Bando, the cleanup hitter for the Oakland A's, will lead off the second inning. Bando batting 246, and he leads the team and runs batted in with 24. He's hit eight homers. Despite the fact that Jackson has three more home runs than Bando, Bando has five more runs batted in than Jackson. He's a right-hand hitter. Peterson's pitch, a bit low for a ball. No score here in the top of the second. Peterson got the side in order in the first inning. He winds and deals, fires a fastball over but low, and it's two balls and no strikes to Bando. Rich Peterson making his tenth start of the season and his second start against the A's. 
Skag over the outside corner with the knees. Pete pitched well enough against the A's at Oakland to win, except for the fact that he was up against Catfish Hunter that day, and Hunter pitched a two-hit shutout. And Oakland won the ball game two to nothing. Two-one pitch. Fastball is popped up in a shallow left center. It's going to be trouble. Lytle coming, Tresh going back. Nobody can get it. And there goes Bando on his way to second, and he is tagged out at second base. Jimmy Hall recovered and fired to second in time to throw out Sal Bando. Bando might have had it made had he not slowed down. He saw the ball elude Tresh and Lytle, and then he decided to go for two. Jimmy Hall, Johnny on the spot, picked it up, fired it into Clark, and Bando is out at second base. And he was out by a good three or four steps. It's a single, the first hit of the game for Oakland, and Bando is out from the left fielder Hall to second baseman Horace Clark. And now Danny Cater moves in. Right hand hitting first baseman, he slices a foul to the seats on the right field side. Cater is hitting 326, the number four hitter in the American League, behind Rod Carew, Rico Petroselli, and Frank Robinson. And breathing down Cater's neck, the Yankees' Bobby Mercer, who is fifth. The pitch to him. Down low. And the count evens at a ball and a strike. The outfield is a little bit wet, and the going is treacherous. The ball will be wet. Their pitch outside. Two balls and one strike. On base hits to the outfield, the outfielders will have to take that extra second or split second to get a grip on the ball before throwing it back. They try to hurry the throw. They could throw it away. 2-1 pitch. Fastball is bounced towards short. Tresh comes in, plays a little hop, fires to first base in time, and that is all for Danny Cater. There are two outs. It brings up second baseman Dick Green, who has done a fine job for the Oakland A's this year. Green is hitting 294 and playing a good second base. He with Campanaris form a fine double play combination. First pitch to him, swung on and missed. Fritz Peterson has a palm ball he uses as an off-speed pitch. And Peterson's palm ball reacts much the same as a screwball. It will break away from the right-hand hitters. One strike deal. Over at the knees for strike two. Nothing in two. When Peterson is in his pitching groove, he's a joy to watch. He very seldom wastes a pitch. Normally has very good control. Time requested by Green. Peterson sort of sights over his glove as he looks down to Fernandez for the sign. Arms high. The kick and the pitch. Hit on the ground is short. Tresh comes up with this one. Guns it to Pepitol and the side is retired. No runs. One base hit. No errors. And nobody left. At the end of one and a half, the score, the Yankees nothing and the Athletics nothing. Floss. 
makes me feel pretty just to walk through the door. I mean, well, there are loads of places with nice, up-to-date clothes, but flaws, they're special. And everything I buy there makes me feel special, too. Flaws. Come on, butterfly. Come fly with us. After all, aren't you special, too? Ma's Town & Country Shop is splashed with swingwear and Mrs. Sizes in one- and two-piece styles. Available at Flaws, downtown Stuyvesant Plaza and Colony Center. We talk about those Minnesota Twins coming in for the weekend. They have the league's number one hitter right now in Rod Carew, who is batting 377. Rico Petroselli of Boston hitting 357. Frank Robinson of Baltimore hitting 338. Danny Cater in this ball game tonight, the first baseman for the A's, hitting 326. And our own Bobby Mercer batting 318. Those are your top five hitters in the American League. Tommy Tresh. The Yankee batter leading off the bottom half of the second. Tresh hitting 209. 24 hits, including four doubles, two triples, and a home run. Switch hitter will bat left against Jumbo Jim Nash. 6'5", 230 is Nash. The pitch misses outside, ball one. One rain out tonight, California at Boston has been postponed. 1-0 pitch to Tresh. He fouls one off the end of the bat, back up to the upper deck. On New York Yankee baseball, we pause now for station identification. Hi, this is Jerry Ducey. Join me for my telephone talk show weeknights on WGY Schenectady. A ball on a strike. Nash kicks and deals. Curveball is hit sharply on one hop to Cater at first. He flags it down, touches the bag, and Tresh is retired. Tommy hit that one solidly, but right at Cater. One away, and here's the youngster just up from Syracuse. Played his first major league game here over the weekend, Jimmy Whitehall. He's a left-hand hitter. Lytle so far has been up six times with one base hit. Batting 167. Jim Nash with a record of 3-1, and one, facing the Yankees for the first time this year. Rocks back on the left foot, kicks and deals, curve, and it misses down low. Ball one. The Oakland A's tonight are wearing their gold uniforms with the green undershirts, green caps, Green and gold stockings, and they're wearing the regulation shoes, not the white shoes, because it's a wet night. Foul back. And the count evens at one ball, one strike. Well, we saluted Bobby Mercer on his 23rd birthday. Would you believe that this is Jim Lytle's 23rd birthday also? It is. Both of them, 23 today. So happy birthday to both. 1-1 one, one pitch. Curve is bounced slowly off the first base side of the mound. Lytle digging hard, and he makes it. Cater could not pick the ball up, and Jimmy Lytle beats it out. 
An infield hit for Lytle. Jim has good speed. He has a fine throwing arm. So he now has his second major league hit as he beats out an infield hit on number to the first base side of the mound. Base hit number three for the Yankees. Well, Lionel can always say he celebrated his 23rd birthday with a base hit at Yankee Stadium. Here's Frank Fernandez. Frank is hitting 233. Nash delivers to him, and Fernandez takes at the knees a strike. Fernandez missed the weekend because of his military reserve duties. Normally, he would not be catching tonight with a right hand around the mound, but Jake Gibbs still suffered with a jammed index finger on his right hand. 0-1 pitch. Inside. One ball and one strike. Incidentally, until Gibbs recovers, John Ellis is sticking around. Youngster did a fine job catching the four weekend games. 1-1 pitch. Down low. Breaking pitch. Two balls and one strike. But catching the four weekend games. Catching three of the four. Saturday and the doubleheader yesterday. Oh, that's right. Today is Tuesday. Yesterday was an off day. Saturday and the doubleheader is Sunday. That off day sneaked up on me and must have wasted it if I don't remember it. 2-1 pitch. Head deep to left field, way up in the air and way back. Over toward the corner goes the left fielder, and this one is in there for a home run for Fernandez. Charlie Reynolds went back to the seats and had to watch it sail over his head into the seats of home run. Thunder and lightning strikes here in the bottom half of the second as Fernandez parks one for a 2 nothing lead. That is, that is his third home run of the year and the first homer since his first ball game of the year in which he hit two of them down in Washington. It brings up pitcher Fritz Peterson and he steps back as the pitch moves outside. Ball one. Peterson is hitting an even 100 with two hits in 20 trips. Hits the ball on the ground to the second baseman. Dick Green to his right comes up with it, flips it over to first, and there are two down. It was on April 10th, the third game of the season, and Fernandez's first game this year that he hit a pair of home runs, won a grand slammer at the Kennedy Memorial Stadium in Washington. Picked a uh, good spot for his here with Lytle on, and the Yankees lead 2 0. Horace Clark steps in. Clark doubles the left his first time up. Nash's pitch, curve, strike, call. Clark lifts a fly ball to shallow left in the first inning. Tommy Reynolds charged the ball and then had it play in front of him and off his chest, and Clark legged what normally would have been a single into a double. The 0 1 pitch to him. 
curve high and outside, and the count is even at one and one. Third baseman Sal Bando is in on the grass. Yankees lead 2-0 here in the bottom half of the second. Nash winds and deals. Curve is high. Two balls and one strike. And Nash has been going uh, quite a bit with an off-speed breaking pitch. Fernandez's third home run was the Yankees' 31st homer of the season. Two-on deal. Fastball popped up behind third. Racing for it, Campanaris, the shortstop. In comes Reynolds, and Campanaris makes a one-hand catch in fair territory for the third out. Good running catch by Campanaris, who covered a lot of ground to get to that ball. The Yankees score two runs on two hits. There were no errors and nobody left. At the end of two, it's the Yankees two and the Oakland A's nothing. Have you seen some of the beer advertising that's around lately? Sure you have. After all, just fine, if you don't have much to say about your beer. But the Brewers of Fields Real Draft have more confidence in their products, more respect for the savvy of the beer drinkers. So Fields challenged the three leading beers in the East in one of the most daring and unusual taste tests ever conducted. An independent research organization set up testing facilities right inside Yankee Stadium during the ball games on May 2nd and 4th and out behind second base on May 6th. And beer drinkers were invited to take the test. The bottles were unlabeled and the glasses unmarked. And what were the results? Well, not one of the other beers tasted, and they were all top-selling beers in the East, could beat Peel's Real Draft. In fact, 52 and 9 tenths percent of all those beer drinkers in Yankee Stadium prefer the taste of Peel's Real Draft. Surprised? Well, don't be. Test it yourself. Center fielder Rick Mundy will lead off the third. Mundy is hitting 278. He has hit four home runs this year, two of them grand slammers, and he has 25 runs batted in. He's a left-hand hitter. He takes a fastball over the outside corner for a strike. I believe I said a while ago that Bando leads this team in runs batted in. If I did, I stand corrected. Rick Mundy leads with 25. Bando has 24. Peterson's pitch, fast and low. One ball and one strike. One-one pitch. Swung on and missed. Monday is a left-hand batter. His grand slam homers this year... One was off the left-hander George Brunette of California. The other was off the Yankees' Bill Burback in our recent series out in Oakland. Monday very fast. One-two pitch to him. Strike three is called. Well, Peterson gets his second strikeout as he blows one by Monday. He gave the bat a pretty good toss, and a few fans uh, let him hear about it. Here's the young catcher, Dave Duncan, right-hand batter. Duncan is hitting but 112. 
I say, when we were out in Oakland, I recall uh, he was hitting 075. So he's picked up a little bit since then. Right hand hitter swings and misses on a dipping curve strike one. Duncan has been up 44 times with five hits, two of them doubles. He's had eight runs batted in. One strike pitch to him. Get on the ground to third. Jerry Kenny has it on two hops. Sets and fires and throws him out. Two down. In case you had not heard, the Yankees made a trade today, sending right-hand pitcher Fred Talbot to the Seattle Pilots in exchange for right-hand relief pitcher Jack Aker. Now, in 1966, Aker was the finest reliever in baseball in the majors. Jim Nash steps out, and he takes a strike. Nash is hitting 188, three hits for the year, including a triple and a run batted in. He pops this one up foul off the first base side. Joe Capitone under it. One hand grab, and the side is retired. Joe Peterson gets him an order. Three up, three down, with nothing across. And at the end of the top of the third, it's the Yankees, two, and the Athletics, nothing. It's a pretty complicated business setting up a beer taste test that's really worthwhile, really meaningful. First of all, you've got to round up enough people to make it a valid test. Then you must have an independent research organization to set up the ground rules and conduct the test properly. Then you have to remove all the labels from the bottles. You even have to paint over the bottle caps so there's no risk that any of the participants will know which beer he's tasting. Sounds like an awful lot of trouble, doesn't it? But the makers of Fields Real Draft Beer were ready to lay down that challenge to the competition. So right in Yankee Stadium on May 2nd, 4th, and 6th, Peels challenged the three leading beers in the East to that unique, that dramatic contest. The beer drinkers came and tested and compared and chose. And you know, not one of those top-selling beers could beat Peels. Why did 52 and 9 tenths percent of those people prefer the taste of Peels? Well, the Peels people themselves say it's because Real Draft Beer tastes lighter taste fresher. Try Peel's Real Draft yourself and enjoy the taste that can't be beat. We have just a moment here. We were talking about uh, Jack Aker, whom the Yankees obtained today. Aker will join the club on Friday. In 1966, with the then Kansas City Athletics, Aker won eight, lost only four, and he had 26 saves with an earned run average of 1.99. That is by far his best year. Jerry Kenny leads off in the bottom half of inning number three for the Yankees. The Yankees leading two to nothing. Kenny beat out a bunt single his first time up. He takes this one for a strike. Message board says good luck to Newsday's G.I. Ed Hershey. Very personable young reporter will be going into the Army for six months very shortly. One strike pitch to Kenny. Misses Lowe, one and one. For all of us here on the broadcast side, wish young Ed Hershey very best of luck. And a safe return. One one pitch to Kenny. Outside, and it's two balls and one strike. We'll have a rundown of scores for you at the end of this half inning. California at Boston has been rained out. The rest of the American League clubs are playing. 2-1 pitch now. 
fouled off the left side. Out of play. Two balls and two strikes to Kenny. Bobby Mercer on deck and then Joe Pepitone. Jim Nash has allowed four hits. The Yankees lead 2-0. He deals the 2-2 to Kenny. Curves in for strike three. Nash is showing a good-looking curveball tonight. He picks up his third strikeout. And now Bobby Mercer, who struck out in the first inning. Well, Jim Lytle has a base hit to remember his 23rd birthday by. Bobby Mercer would like to have one or two to remember his by. The pitch to him, way outside with an off-speed curve. One ball and no strikes. One out, nobody on. Nash kicks and deals. Fastball is swung on and missed. That was Mercer's pitch. He just couldn't find it. One and one. Say, don't forget this series continues out here tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Stan Bonson goes for the Yankees against Chuck Dobson of the Oakland A's. One one to Mercer. Up high. Two balls and a strike. Yankees have two runs on a two-run homer by Frank Fernandez in the second. It came with Lytle on base. Lytle thus scored his first major league run. Two-one pitch to Mercer. Fast ball for a strike over the outside corner. Two and two. Nash has been working his pitches in and out, up and down. He has not walked anybody. has really made only one mistake. That was the home run hit by Fernandez. The other three hits were more of a scratch variety. 2-2 to Mercer. Curve is popped up off the first base side behind the plate. Duncan is back for it, and Duncan has it for the second out. And now Joe Pepitone. Pepe struck out in the first inning. Pepitone with 11 home runs, and incidentally, five of Pepe's 11 homers have knocked in the winning run for the Yankees this year. Pepitone's biggest year for home runs was 1966 when he hit 31. He is ahead now of his 1966 pace. Nash deals, fastball at slow. Yankees tonight trying to extend a five-game win streak, their longest winning streak of the season, and trying to even up for three losses to the A's out in Oakland. 1-0 pitch from Nash. Curve, and it's inside, just above the knees. Two balls and no strikes. Nash getting a little advice now from Sal Bando, the third baseman, as he glances over that way. Bando saying something to him. Pepitone getting some advice from Dick Hauser, the third base coach, and stepped back to be sure he read Hauser correctly. Sure, Joe is on his own right now with a 2-0 pitch coming. 
Here it is. He swings and fouls it back. Two balls and a strike. Jimmy Hall on deck. Yankees leading two to nothing with two outs here in the third. Nash kicks and throws, curve, and it's off the bat unintentionally down the third baseline. Bando is up with it, fires to first in time by a step, and the side is retired. A check swing off the bat handle, and Pepitone is thrown out by Bando at third. The Yankees are three up, three down, nothing across, and at the end of three, it's New York two, and Oakland nothing. The Yankees show two runs, four hits, no errors. Oakland no runs, one hit, and no errors. Elsewhere... Minnesota Baltimore scored us at the end of three. Jim Cott against Dave McNally. A couple of fine left-handers throwing in that game. Seattle leads Washington 4-2 in the nation's capital at the end of three and a half with Marty Patton going against uh, Jim Hannon. California at Boston was rained out. Cleveland at home to Kansas City. The Indians lead one to nothing at the end of three and a half. Mike Hedlund for Kansas City and Sam McDowell for Cleveland. Detroit at Chicago with Earl Wilson against Tommy John. No score as yet in that one. In the National League, Philadelphia and Cincinnati scoreless at the end of two and a half at Cincinnati. Rick Wise for the Phillies and Tony Clottinger for the Reds. At the end of one half inning, Montreal nothing and Houston batting, Grant against Dierker. The Mets in Atlanta were not scheduled and later starts have Pittsburgh at San Diego, Chicago at Los Angeles, and St. Louis at San Francisco all on the West Coast. We go to the fourth inning. And as the Oakland A's present the top of their batting order, we'd like to present the scooter. Here he is, Phil Rizzuto. Phil? Thank you very much, Frank. It's always nice to be presented. Although I like presents, you know, that word spelled the same, present and present. I would rather have a present than be presented. I'll see what I can do for you, Phil. Thank you very much, Frank. All right, leading off for the A's, Bert Campanaris. Peterson's pitch bounced to the shortstop. Tresh in fast up with it. Fires it just in time. Campanaris the first time up. Bunted with two strikes on him. And Jerry Kenny made a beautiful play. Never thought he'd get him, but he just nipped him with an eyelash. Here's Tommy Reynolds flying to center field his first time up. The infield grass and the outfield grass. Very damp and slippery. Quite a few ball players have stumbled and fallen so far in this ball game. Peterson's pitch is in there, strike one call. Tommy Reynolds batting 268. Peterson kicks, delivers, it's just inside, one on one. Yankee outfield, Jimmy Hall in left, Jim Lytle in center, and Bobby Mercer in right. Jerry Kenny at third, Tom Tresh is short, Horace Clark at second, Joe Pepitone at first, Frank Fernandez catching Peterson pitches, and it's low and outside, two and one. The A's resplendent in their Fort Knox gold uniforms. Kelly Green sweatshirts and caps. Gold understocking, green outer stockings, and the pitch is low, ball three, three and one. I just want you to know, here's your present, Bill. Thank you very much, Frank. Comes in very handy. Nice glass of cold water. 
Now the 3-1 pitch. Popped up. Tommy Tresh and Clark backing up. Clark calls. In the outfield, Grass makes the catch and it's two away. And with two out the batter, Reggie Jackson, who struck out his first time up. Jackson with 11 homers and 19 RBIs. The Yankees, who have won five in a row. And they're a little upset with some of the reporters. I'll tell you about that in a minute. The pitch, swing and a miss, strike one. They keep saying because the Yankees dropped three in a row to these Oakland A's out in Oakland last time out there, they said, well, you won four in a row from the California Angels, the weakest hitting team in the big leagues. Let's see you do it against the A's. And that's why the Yankees want to beat these A's so badly. There's a swing and a miss, strike two. It'll take a real team effort to beat them because they got a fine ball club. They lead the American League West by a game and a half over the Twins, who will be in here this weekend, by the way. The two-strike pitch, a little bit lower ball and two strikes. <clears throat> Yankees two, Oakland nothing. We're in the top of the fourth, two out, nobody on. Frank Fernandez hit a two-run homer. And the second inning, they must feed him some good food in the Army. I'll tell you that. Frank was away over the weekend. Curve a little low. Two and two. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Jackson goes down for the second time. Peterson's third strikeout, three up, three down, and at the end of three and a half, it's the Yankees two, the A's nothing. You've just got to hand it to the people who make Fields Real Draft Beer. They're really not scared to challenge their competition to lay it on the line, beer to beer. During three dramatic days in May, Fields Real Draft challenged three top-selling beers in the East to a taste test, right in Yankee Stadium, the scene of so many exciting contests. It was quite a scene, fans, let me tell you. The beer drink is tested inside Yankee Stadium during the ball game on May 2nd and 4th, and on May 6th, they tested at tables right behind second base. An independent research organization conducted the test with unlabeled bottles and unmarked glasses. The people tasted and compared and chose. You might think no beer would stand a chance against the three top sellers in the East, but you'd be wrong. Not one of them could beat Peel's. Yes, 52 and 9 tenths percent preferred the taste of Peel's real draft. I think you will, too, once you try Peel's Real Draft Beer. Big Jim Nash ready to pitch to Jimmy Hall, Tommy Tresh, and Jimmy Lytle. The Yankees lead two to nothing. Boy, this Nash can fire that high, hard one. He's six feet five inches tall, 230 pounds, with such an effortless delivery it kind of throws the hitter off. He just lifts his leg and looks like he's flipping the ball to the catcher, and that ball really takes off. Jimmy Hall bounced out to second base his first time up. It was a fine play by both Dick Green and Jim Nash, the pitcher. Nash had a cover first as Cater had gone too far to his right. All right, Jimmy Hall with a bright red golf glove on his left hand. Slightly open stance. 
Nash rears back, delivers a foul back on the screen out of play, strike one. They have the screen in back of home plate very slack tonight, and it's a good idea. When they make it too taut, those foul balls come back, they take one bounce and shoot right over our heads, and if you're not watching, you really get cream. The one-strike pitcher curve is outside one and one. Sal Bando playing in on the infield grass at third. A lot of room down the left field line for Jimmy Hall. Outfield around towards right on the left-hand hitting hall. Here's the one-one pitch by Nash. The curve bounce. Fair ball. Cater up with it. Wheels around. Flips to Nash in time. Nice play by Danny Cato, one away. And now Tommy Tresh, who bounced out to Cater unassisted in the second inning. The A's are here, Hank Bauer, their skipper. The great Yankee clipper, Joe DiMaggio, one of their coaches and executive vice president. What a hand Joe D got at Madison Square Garden last night. 20,000 people standing ovation. It was beautiful. All right, here's the pitch to Tommy Trash. She takes it, strike one call. One strike on Tommy. High fly to right center field. Rick Mundy and Reggie Jackson, and Jackson makes the catch in front of the Yankee bullpen, two outs. It brings up Jim Lytle. Lytle beat out an infield hit in the second inning. That's Jimmy's second big league hit in seven times at bat. Young Johnny Ellis, who caught three outstanding ball games while he was in there for the injured Jake Gibbs and uh, Frank Fernandez, who was away doing a little service duty. Two out, nobody on. Two nothing, the Yankees lead. Pitch by Nash is in there, strike one call. Nash gets the sign. Pitch is low, one and one. Look at that. Johnny Ellis must have been calling for the right signs. The Angels scored only one run in the three games that he caught. Of course, the Yankee pitchers had a lot to do with it, but you got to give the youngster credit. The 1-1 pitch, slow curve, ground ball to his left, Dick Green, up with it. Over to Danny Cater, and the Yankees are down in order here in the bottom of the fourth. Three up, three down. At the end of four, the Yankees two, the A's nothing. Well, we told you the challenge was made, and the results are in. The record now reads, Peel's Real Draft Can't Be Beat. Yes, when Peel's challenged the top-selling beers in the East to a taste test right in Yankee Stadium on May 2nd, 4th, and 6th, not one of the others, not one, could beat Peel's Real Draft Beer. It was a pretty daring thing for Peel's to do when you think about it. There was Peel's taking on the leading beers in the East in unmarked glasses. But when the fans tasted and compared and chose and the votes were counted, you could see why the Peels people had been so confident of the outcome. The other beers just couldn't top Peels' real draft. 
Maybe some people were surprised, but not the people at Fields. They knew all the time that real draft beer has a lighter, fresher flavor. And real beer drinkers need only one taste to see the difference. Fields asks you to make your own test. We think you'll see why Peel's Real Draft can't be beat. That winning taste will win you over to Peel's, too. We get ready for the top of the fifth inning. And Sal Bando will lead it off. Bando has the only hit for the A's, but he was thrown out trying to stretch a single into a double. But right now, let's pause for station identification. This is Jerry Ducey, down Nightline, any weeknight, and I'll be listening on WGY Schenectady. All right, Sal Bando. Bando, a right-hand batter. Has eight homers, 24 RBIs, batting 245, takes a curve, low ball one. Yankees lead two to nothing. They don't forget Mickey Mantle Day. Mickey's going to fly into town to retire uniform number seven at Sunday, June the 8th. Line drive, Tresh has got it. Beautiful play by Tresh as he fell to his knees, going to his right. And it looked like he was going to smother the ball, but he got it before it hit the ground. Fine play by Tommy Tresh. We've seen a lot of stumbling on the grass. That's the first ball player that stumbled on the dirt part of the infield. That could be a little wet, too. But all the rain we had today. Here's Danny Cater. Bounced to short his first time up. Fritz Peterson. Delivers. It's just outside ball one. Days will be here again tomorrow night. We'll be on the air at 7.55. Game time at 8 o'clock. The 1-0 pitch is hit deep to left center field, but high enough so Lytle gets back there. Jimmy Hall back. Lytle calls, makes the catch in deep left center field, and it's two out. Over the weekend, Billy Martin will be in town with his Minnesota Twins. And we were all wondering just how long it would take for Billy to get in a little bit of a jackpot. And I'd say to the direction in which he went. He didn't get on the umpires or the opposing players. He got on his, let's see, the head of the farm system, Sherry Robinson, and uh, the owner and president and general manager of the club, Mr. Griffith. Oh, he uh, made a formal apology in today's paper. But that's dangerous when you start attacking the front office. But Billy will be in, and if you get a chance, come on out, because if there's ever an argument with an umpire, Martin is one of the best umpire baiters and arguers you ever saw. Dick Green, who bounced to short his first time up, takes a pitch outside, ball one. They'll be here Friday night, Saturday, and a doubleheader Sunday ball day. Low, 2-0. Twins right now at the end of four innings are leading Baltimore 1-0. They're on a bit of a losing streak right now. I think they've lost four in a row. At least four. Maybe it's five. There's a pitch in there. Strike call, 2-1.
Two balls, one strike, two out. Two to nothing, the Yankees lead, top of the fifth. Fritz Peterson delivers, it's outside, three and one. Fritz is one five, lost four. This is the earliest in any year that Fritz has won five ball games. The three one pitch is fouled upstairs and out of play. Full count three and two. Seattle and Washington all tied up four four. California and Boston postponed rain. Cleveland leads Kansas City one and nothing at the end of five. In the National League, Houston leading Montreal two to nothing at the end of one. Philadelphia, Cincinnati, no score, end of four. Drive deep to left field. Way back. That ball is way out of here. A home run for Dick Green. About 420 feet just alongside of the visiting bullpen in deep left field. And that makes it Yankees two, A's one. And for Dick Green, that's his sixth home run of the year and his 21st run batted in. Man, he tagged that one. Fritz Peterson has the time. Joe Soares comes out now to take a little uh, mud out of his spike shoes between the cleats. That's the first earned run of Fritz Peterson in 13 and two-third innings. And what a shot that was. That's the second hit off Pete. Yankees still leading, but now it's two to one. It brings up Rick Mundy, who struck out his first time up. I tell you, this kind of a night, you wouldn't think the ball would carry that far. It's kind of a uh, damp, humid night, and the air is quite heavy. So that one knife through the atmosphere. There's a ground ball, and Pepitone up. Peterson will have to cover. Clark throws to him in time to get the speedy Rick Mundy. Play goes 4-1. to one. For the A's, a run, a base hit, no errors, nobody left. And at the end of four and a half, it's the Yankees two and the A's one. There's something fine going on at all participating Atlantic stations, and the response has been just great. We mean the fine china that participating Atlantic dealers now have available. Royal Elegance. Silver-trimmed edge, clear bell tone. Royal Elegance will do wonders for any table set. From guests on special occasions, each four-piece place setting of cup, saucer, dinner plate, and bread and butter plate is yours at an exceptionally low price from participating Atlantic dealers with a purchase of eight gallons of gasoline. This offer may vary in some states. You can even charge your Royal Elegance Fine China on your Atlantic Richfield credit card. Fine China at a very low price. It's yours at participating Atlantic stations. Stop in today. we get ready for the bottom of the fifth and the Yankee big gun Frank Fernandez who homed with Jim Lytle on in the second inning leads off in New York here in the bottom of the fifth Frank hit a towering home run not quite as far as Dick Green's Frank's was more down the line but a lot higher for Fernandez it was his third home run of the year. Now has eight RBIs. The pitch by Jim Nash, a curve low ball one. This Fernandez is fantastic. There are certain ball players who hit better with men on base 
than without men on base. And Fernandez is one of those. Last year he had a fantastic record. The 1-0 delivery. Check swing is low. Ball two. He had something like 23 base hits and 30 RBI. And better than half his base hits were extra base hits last year. Here's the windup. The pitch is a curve and it's high ball three, three and nothing. Nobody out, nobody on. On deck, Fritz Peterson. Nash rocks back. Kicks, delivers a fastball inside, ball four. That's the first walk given up by Jim Nash. And the first walk in the ball game. Peterson has not walked anyone. And now Fritz comes up. He bounced to second base. But he'll be up there bunting this time. Bando comes over to talk with Nash. Danny Cater will hold Fernandez on and then come charging in. For Fernandez, that's his 15th walk of the year. All right, Fernandez leads off first. Here's the stretch by Nash. Peterson. Oh, look at Dick Green come charging in, and Pete was ready to swing away. And now there's a tricky maneuver by Hank Bauer and his A's. Instead of having Danny Cater, the first baseman, charge in, Cater stays at first, and Dick Green, the second baseman, comes charging all the way in past the pitcher's mound, and Bando comes in from third. That is a tricky play. And Peterson was ready to pop that ball. That's what makes it a dangerous play. Here's the stretch. Pete squares, bunts at it, and misses one-on-one. And that time, Dick Green did not come in. So, you never know in a ball game, you can't take anything for granted. All right, the stretch by Nash. The pitch, Peterson squares, bunts it. Nash up with it, goes to second base, in time. Throw to first, not in time. That was a fine play by Jim Nash because that was not a bad bunt. But it goes as a force play, one to six, and Nash really put a lot out of it to Campanaris. But Campy's throw to first, not in time to get Peterson. I wanted to mention that Peterson batted right-handed that time. Normally, he is switching this year. He bats left-handed against the right-hand pitcher. But when he has to bunt, he feels he's a better bunter right-handed, no matter who's pitching. Here's Horace Clark, double to left in the first inning, popped to short in the second. The Yankees lead two to one. We're in the bottom of the fifth inning. Jerry Kenny on deck. Peterson with the jacket on at first base. Tater playing in back of him. Here's the stretch. The pitch to Clark is popped up. Going back as the shortstop Campanaris. Waving everybody away and makes the catch. Two out. And that'll bring up Jerry Kenny. Jerry beat out an infield hit in the first. Struck out in the third. If Danny Cater plays deep enough at first base, Peterson will try and steal the bag. He's done it before. Yes, sir, I never thought they'd play this ball game tonight with the rain we had, especially over in Jersey. Maybe it didn't get across the George Washington Bridge. But we really had it. All right, two out. Stretch by Nash. 
His pitch is a base hit to left field. Beautifully placed by Kenny. Holding at second is Peterson. It was a high outside fastball, and Jerry just went with the pitch and lined it in the left field. And now Bobby Mercer. Yankees now have five hits and two runs. The A's two hits and one run. Home runs have been the story here tonight. A two-run homer by Frank Fernandez. A solo homer by Dick Green. And now Bobby Mercer, who struck out and fouled the catcher. Bobby is another one of those young men we were talking to you about, like Fernandez, who hits a lot better with men on. Leads the American League in RBIs with 38. All right, the stretch by Nash. Pitch to Mercer. High pop-up. Campanaris, the shortstop, waving everybody away. That's way up there. Can't be under it. And makes the catch. So for the Yankees, no runs, a base hit. No errors, two men left. And at the end of five full innings, it's the Yankees two, the A's one. Your Atlantic dealer is bringing you fine china from across the sea. Elegant, delicate, beautiful. China you'll be proud to display on your table. But the big, big news is this. This excitingly beautiful china is yours for a fantastically low price. Lower than you'd believe possible. Now, through an exclusive offer at participating Atlantic dealers, you can purchase a four-piece place setting of fine china, exceptionally low price with each eight gallons of gasoline. This offer may vary in some states. Each four-piece place setting consists of a cup, saucer, dinner plate, and bread and butter plate. We call this fine china royal elegance. Each delicate piece captures the beauty and good taste of sets that sell for many, many times the price. Accessory pieces to complete your fine china set can also be purchased at your participating Atlantic dealer for an amazing low price. And if you'd like to charge your Royal Elegance dishes on your Atlantic Richfield credit card, we'll be our guest. Start collecting your sets of fine china today. Royal Elegance is worth going after. Waiting now for... Fritz Peterson to come out. Peterson, who was on base, has not gotten out to the mound yet, taking his time. Here comes Fritz now. So while Fritz is walking out, let's take another look at that scoreboard. At the end of four, it's Minnesota one, Baltimore nothing. At the end of five, it's Seattle four, Washington four. California at Boston postponed rain. Cleveland leads Kansas City one and nothing, end of five. The Mets and the Braves are not scheduled tonight. Pittsburgh at San Diego, a later start, as is Chicago at L.A. and St. Louis at San Francisco. At the end of two, it's Houston two, Montreal nothing. And at the end of five, it's Cincinnati one, Philadelphia nothing. Here at Yankee Stadium in the top of the sixth, it's the Yankees two and the A's one. And for the A's, Dave Duncan will be leading off. He bounced the third base his first time up. It'll be Duncan, Nash, and Campanaris. Fritz Peterson has been very consistent all year, except for his first start against Washington. The pitch to Duncan high and outside, ball one.
John McNamara coaching at third. Bobby Hoffman at first for the A's. Pitch is in there. Strike called 101. That was the palm ball. Peterson winds his pitch is just inside two balls and a strike. Nobody out nobody on Yankees lead two to one we're on the top of the sixth. Two balls one strike to count on Duncan big strong right hand batter. Peterson's pitch foul back to the screen two and two. Count is even on Dave Duncan. Here's Peterson's pitch. Palm ball line. Kenny's got it. Almost took him back in the left field. What a bullet Duncan hit. Jerry Kenny caught it, went back on his heels, but held on to it. A solid line drive. They've hit some pretty good shots off Fritz Peterson tonight. Here's Jim Nash popped up to first base his first time up. One out, nobody on. Peterson delivers to Nash, swing and a miss. Strike one, out in front of the palm ball. Campanaris on deck. Peterson ready to work right away. Kicks, delivers a curve that's in there. Strike two, nothing in two. The two strike pitch. Fast ball and he brushed him back. He was trying to hit that inside corner. A ball and two strikes. The one two pitch just outside two and two. After two innings it's the Tigers five with Earl Wilson pitching and the White Sox nothing Tommy John going. And tonight's the night that Willie Horton rejoins his teammates after mysteriously leaving and being AWOL for a few days. Swing and a miss on a fastball. Strike three and that's strikeout number four for Fritz Peterson. Campanaris who bunted with two strikes on him in the first inning and was thrown out by Kenny and then bounced to short in the fourth. Campanaris in the uh, three game series out in Oakland beat out several bunts. That's when Bobby Mercer was playing third base. Jerry moves in a little bit at third. Jerry Kenny, that is. The pitch to Campanaris. He takes it outside. Ball one. Tommy Reynolds on deck. Campanaris came into this game batting only 190. He's having his troubles getting started. There's the pitch a little bit low. Ball two, two and nothing. Peterson gets the sign. The 2-0 pitch, a bouncer foul over towards the A's dugout and into the dugout. Flipped out again quickly. Two balls, one strike. 
Here's a 2-1 pitch. It's lined up the middle of base head right over Peterson's glove. Jim Lightlove with it gets that ball in in a hurry. You can't mess around with that baseball with Campanaris on. And this will be quite a battle between Campanaris and Peterson. Peterson with one of the best pickoff moves of any pitcher in the American League. And Campanaris one of the base, base runners in the American League. Here's Tommy Reynolds. Fly to center, pop to second. The Yankees are leading 2-1 to one with two out in the top of the sixth. And Pepitone holding the bag against Campanaris. He gets a big lead. He's getting off a little more, even a little more. The stretch by Peterson. His pitch is right in there, strike call. And he had Campanaris leaning back towards first base that time. And you cannot steal a base if you're leaning back towards the base you started from. Stretch by Peterson. He throws to first. Not as good move. Campanaris is back. Campy leads away again. Here's a stretch. The pitch swing and a miss at the palm ball. Strike two. Takes a lot of courage to throw a palm ball with a runner like uh, Campanaris at first base. Campanaris is the first base runner that Peterson has had to worry about. One hit was a home, and the other was a single. He tried to stretch into a double and didn't work. And that was supposed to be a pitch out, and it was almost a strike on the outside corner. Fernandez had jumped out, and the ball just missed the corner. I know way back, I'm not saying the catchers were smarter than, but they used to pull that. They'd make believe they were stepping out, and you'd relax and take the pitch. They'd jump back in again, and the ball would be over. And if you weren't ready, you'd be struck out. They did that to Gene Woodling once, and Gene got so mad, I thought he was going to hit the catcher with the bat. But that's not cricket. All right, one ball, two strikes. Throw to first, and Campanaris is back. And Peterson has two strikes on Tommy Reynolds with two out. The stretch, the pitch, ground ball. Kenny knocks, he's up with it, he can't make a play. He never got the handle on it. He went down on his knees, and he had first knocked it down. Then he had it. Then he tried to throw and dropped it, and it's going to be an error charge to Jerry Kenny. Jerry had to go to his left, but he went to his left on his knees. And again, the slippery footing. Here's Reggie Jackson. He's been up twice, struck out both times. Two on, Yankees lead two to one. Stretch by Peterson. His pitch, a bouncing ball at first. Pepitone drops it, picks it up, flips to Peterson in time. Pepe was going to make the play unassisted and drop the ball, but then was able to pick it up and flip it to Peterson. For the A's, no runs. A base hit, one error, two men left. And at the end of five and a half, it's New York two, Oakland one. Schenectady Trust sets a beautiful table for savers. Yes, right now and until May 23rd, you can get absolutely free a magnificent five-piece play setting of stainless flatware simply by depositing $25 or more in a new or existing savings account. Schenectady Trust also announces a continuing offer where you can get additional play settings at the amazingly low price of 
or an accessory piece at a comparably low price every time you deposit an additional $25. Think of it. An exclusive offer of Danish design heavyweight stainless flatware. One five-piece place setting absolutely free and fantastic savings on the rest. Surely you'll want a complete service of 8 or 12, so see it. Get it at any Schenectady Trust office. Free offer expires May 23rd. One free place setting per family. Money-saving offer will continue for many months. Schenectady Trust is a member of Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. For the Yankees, Joe Pepitone will lead off. I tell you, last night at Madison Square Garden, there was a big affair of all the Americans of Italian descent. The honored guests were Joe DiMaggio, Gene Sarazen, Rocky Marciano, and Vince Lombardi. The MC was Sammy Davis Jr. He was great, but Joe Pepitone had the classic line. When they called on Joe, he said, I want to thank the good Lord for giving me a beautiful body and for making me an Italian. The pitch to Joe is fouled back out of play, and only Pepitone could say that, and it brought down the house. Pepe in this game has struck out, and trying to check his swing, bounced out to third. Yankees lead two to one in the bottom of the sixth inning. Joe takes it low, one and one. In case you missed it in the early part of the uh, ball game, the Yankees have uh, acquired right-hand relief pitcher Jack Aker from Seattle for Fred Talbot. And Aker is a fine relief pitcher, good sinker ball. High fly to shallow left field. Tommy Reynolds moving in. He's under it and takes it for the first out here in the bottom of the sixth. Hate to see Fred Talbot go, but Jack Aker has had some fine years with these Oakland A's in when they were the Kansas City A's. All right, here's Jimmy Hall. Bounce to second and bounce to first. One man out, nobody on. Yankees lead two to one. Big Jim Nash dueling Fritz Peterson. Here's the pitch to Jimmy Hall. Slow curve, bounce to second base. Dick Green gets the short hop. Flips to Danny Cater for the out. Two quick outs here in the bottom of the sixth. And it brings up Tommy Trash. Tommy bounce to first and fly deep to right. Tommy is on stance 82 for this year. He reminds me of Joe Collins. Joe used to change his stance about every other day. Tommy has been changing his stance. He was hitting pretty well when he was standing straight away and choking up on the bat. Now he's back to the closed stance. Holding the bat a little different now, higher over his head. Pitch by Nash, slow curve, check swing, foul over in the Yankee dugout. Strike one. Nobody on. On deck, Jim Lytle. Jim Nash gets the sign. His curve is fouled back on the screen and out of play. 
Well, never made the screen, Sandy. You should have told me. But Duncan couldn't get back in time. That's that heavy air I was telling you about. The foul ball didn't carry. So it's nothing and two on Tommy Tresh. Should have called our buddy Charlie Sykes up. Get the weather report. Remember that thing they used to say the uh, last year? Uh, they came up with something new in weather reporting. Something about the humidity or something. Uh, the two-strike pitcher curve pulled foul. Temperature humidity index. That starts after decoration day. So we got to wait for the Indianapolis 500 to be over before we get that. But it's two strikes on Trash, two out. And the Yankees lead two to one in the bottom of the sixth. The wind up by Nash. High and away. One ball, two strikes. Cleveland. Well, we're going to give you the scores after this half inning. Looks like the Indians might win a game tonight. The windup, the curve is just outside. Nash stumbled off the mound when he delivered that one. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. All day Sunday. That's this Sunday. Game starts at 1 p.m. Doubleheader with the Twins. All you youngsters, boys and girls, 14 years of age or under, accompanied by an adult, get a beautiful baseball. Just inside, three and two to trash. Full count on Tommy. Jim Lytle on deck. Two out, nobody on. Two to one, the Yankees lead. Nash rocks back. Payoff pitch is hit. Foul. Deep foot foul to right field. And we pause for station identification. Nightline is your line to what's happening. This is Jerry Ducey. Join the conversations weeknights on WGY's Connected. Again, we'll have the 3-2 delivery. Nash is ready. His pitch is high and away, ball four. That's the second walk given up by Jim Nash. It brings up Jim Lytle. Tommy Tresh has one stolen base this year. Yeah, meathead. Some kid shot off a firecracker. Two out. Tresh at first base. Eddie Layden, if you're listening on the radio, answer the phone. The run is going, but the ball is hit back to Nash. He throws to first, and Tresh would have had the base stolen standing up. But Lytle bounced back to the pitcher and was thrown out for the Yankees. No runs, no hits, no errors. A man left. And at the end of six, it's the Yankees two and the A's one. On the scoreboard... It's Minnesota one, Baltimore nothing. At the end of six, caught against McNally. And Harmon Killebrew hit his ninth homer of the year in the fourth inning. The Twins have lost four in a row. 
Seattle and Washington 4-4 at the end of six and a half. Patton against Hannon. And Bernie Allen homing in the fourth with one on for the Senators. California at Boston, postpone rain. Cleveland four, Kansas City one at the end of seven. Headland started for Kansas City. Wickersham in the sixth. McDowell going for the Indians. Pinella homing in the seventh. His fifth of the year for Kansas City. And Cardinal hit his fourth of the year in the sixth. Detroit five, White Sox nothing into three. Wilson for the Tigers. Tommy John started. Carlos in the first. In the National League, Houston four, Montreal nothing into three. Grant against Dierka. And it's Cincinnati four, Philadelphia nothing into six and a half. Wise against Cloninger. Tony Perez homing in the sixth with one on his ninth of the year. Mets in Atlanta not scheduled the rest of the games later on. Jerry Coleman is someplace around this stadium. I know there he is. Old Reliable coming in here to carry you the rest of the way. Okay, Philip Francis Scooter Rizzuto. Here is Sal Bando moving in as we go into the seventh inning. Yankees leading two to one. A tight one. Peterson against Nash. Bando is one for two. Hit a shot to Trush in the fourth. The diving catch. And had a single to left in the second. First pitch to Peterson is right in there for strike one. Sal Bando. Solid, hard-hitting third baseman. Batting cleanup. He takes low from Pete. A ball on a strike. The Oakland A's with a record of 21 and 12. A game and a half ahead of the Minnesota Twins going into tonight's action. They're leading the American League West as Peterson throws and misses outside for two balls and a strike. Peterson shooting for number six is 0-1 against California, or rather Oakland. And lifetime one and three. Peterson ready. There's a ground ball hit through Jerry Kenny off his glove, dribbling down the left field side. After it is Hall, but on his way to second base, Sal Bando. And Bando has been the only man on the Oakland Ball Club, with the exception of Dick Green, who has been able to hit Peterson with any authority. That's a third solid ball that he has hit tonight. He's two for three. And they're giving Bando a double. That ball went right through the glove of Jerry Kenny. It was a bullet. Hit the grass and took that low scooting hop. So an opening double in the top of the seventh. The tying run is at second base. Here's Danny Cater. Hit number four off Peterson. The tying run at second. Cater the batter. He's 0 for 2. Cater number four in the American League uh, batting average derby at 326 before the game started tonight. Right-hand batter waits. The pitch is inside for ball one. Outfield shading a little to the left side. Cater can pull a ball. Infield about even. Kenny at third base. Toward the line. The runner, Sal Bando. Not overly fast, but he can score on a single to any part of this ballpark. Peterson ready. The 1-0 pitch to Cater. Hit hard to right field. A ball is slicing foul. Danny Cater just stuck out his bat, trying to go that way. Very obviously, trying to hit behind the runner at second base to advance him to third in the event the ball was on the ground. He fouled it way down the line and right. Lindy McDaniel for the Yankees just got up. 
Peterson leading in the ball game two to one running into some trouble here in the seventh. Cater waits. Here's the one one pitch. The palm ball hit the right field. This ball is slicing foul two. This one a little closer than the last one. A ball and two strikes as Danny Cater keeps trying to hit behind that runner. The third base coach John McNamara yelling something to Sal Bando at second. Peterson being deliberate now taking his time. Cater has 43 base hits and 134 at bats. Peterson ready now as Cater waits. Here's the pitch. Fritz tried to get it by him. Cater fouls it back. The count holds one ball, two strikes. Peterson tried to throw the ball right at the knees on the inside corner, and Cater had a riff at it. He wasn't trying to go to right field. He had to pull that one. All he could do was foul it. Peterson now looking at his catcher, Fernandez. Gets a sign once again. Cater waiting. Banda moving off second. The one-two pitch is a curve low and in the dirt. A nice block by Frank Fernandez. Two and two the count. Jake Gibbs is out with a jammed index finger in his throwing hand. And Roy White still out of action with a pulled muscle in his left hamstring. The only injury to the Oakland A's, Jim Pagliaroni, the veteran catcher who has a broken index finger on his throwing hand. Two and two now as Peterson sets. Here it comes. Cater hits it on the ground at third. Kenny has this one. Fires to first and holding at second base, Sal Bando. Jerry Kenny bobbled the ball momentarily but managed to hang on to it in time to get it to first. That's exactly the play that Peterson wanted and exactly what Danny Cater did not want to do. Now Dick Green, responsible for the only Oakland run with a home run in the fifth. It was Green's sixth of the year and 21st RBI. Dick is one for two, entered the game as a 294 hitter. Now Peterson is calling time, and I think he may want to have his spikes clean. Let's see. Fernandez is out there. And it looks like we're going to have a little horseshoeing done by the trainer, Joe Sores. What happens here, the clay on the mound and at the plate gets rather gooey and sticky. And it gets hung up between the cleats. And therefore, what you're doing, instead of putting your foot down where three cleats are knifing into the ground, that clay cakes over the cleats, and it's like uh, sort of a, a bump that hits the ground. You really don't get good traction. Generally, it happens on the rear cleat, but in the case of the pitcher stepping into that clay out there on the mound, it'll develop both front and back. All right, Peterson has been reshot, and we're ready to go. Green is waiting. Bando at second. An attempted pickoff goes to Clark, but Bando is back easily. Jim Lytle. Heads up in center field. Started to back that play up the minute it developed. The Yankees are out in front two to one. We're in the seventh with one out. The tying run at second base in the person of Sal Bando. Green the hitter. Here's the pitch to Dick. Swings at a changeup and misses for strike one. 
Fritz, along with those four base hits he's given up, that struck out four and has not walked a man. Green swinging the bat, chokes up a little, waiting from the right side, slightly closed stance. The one strike pitch, a fastball, it just missed outside for one and one. Dick Green lost his job to John Donaldson last year, but has regained it with a flourish. Has always been an outstanding fielder. This year, a solid hitter. Green waits. The 1-1 pitch on the ground of the second baseman, Clark. Horace has it. The flip is to Pepitone. Two down and moving to third, Sal Bando. Now here's Rick Mundy, who struck out and bounced to second. Yankees in front, two to one. We've had some real pitchers' battles here in the last few days. One of the things that has pushed the Yankees to that five-game winning streak, and even when they were on the six-game losing streak, by and large, their pitching was outstanding. They had very little hitting on that Western jaunt, but their pitching was good. Now they're getting just enough hitting, and the pitching remains good. Rick Mundy, left-hander against the left-hander Fritz Peterson. Here's the first pitch. Sidearm sinker misses for a ball. At third base, Sal Bando. He opened the inning with a double. Stayed at second base when Cater bounced to Kenny at third. Moved to third when Green just bounced out to Clark at second. Peterson is ready. Yankee left-hander into the windup. The 1-0 delivery misses low and outside. Two balls and no strikes. Rick Mundy has not played as much as some of the other Oakland A's, like Campaneras, Bando, Cater, Green. Mundy has been up only 99 times. He's been platooned against certain left-hand pitching. Got four homers, 25 RBIs. He waits. Here's the pitch. Misses outside. 3-0. Four of those RBIs, Rick Monday got on Bill Burback when he touched him for a grand slammer in Oakland. Monday, a dangerous man, has 18 base on balls. He struck out 22 times. He's waiting. The pitch by Peterson is in there, three and one. Bando at third. Yankees ahead by a run, a two to one ball game. Seventh inning. Peterson shooting for number six. The Yankees shooting for six straight. Fritz has the sign from Fernandez. Into the windup. Here's the pitch. Monday hits it to center field in the air. Laying forward as Jim Lytle easily makes the play and the side is retired. For Oakland in the seventh, no runs on a base hit and one left. And the score after six and a half, Yankees two, Oakland one. Do you have drapery droop? Do you begin to drop when you think of taking them all down, then hanging them up again? Forget drapery droop forever. Call Ricketts, the one that does them all, large or small. A professional Ricketts drapery man will come to your home in stocking feet to protect your lovely floors. He'll measure the exact length of each drape and also be certain each drape is straight across the bottom hemline. He'll take them down and have them beautifully cleaned with a Ricketts guarantee on length, fabric, and colors. Then, 
your Ricketts man will hang the freshly cleaned drapes for you in neat folds and check the exact measurements again. So forget drapery droop. Call Ricketts and enjoy complete professional care for drapes or any dry cleaning and laundering service. Remember, one monthly statement handles it all at no extra cost, along with free pickup and delivery by Ricketts anywhere in the capital area. Here we go into the last of the seventh inning. For the Yankees, it'll be the number eight hitter, Frank Fernandez, who is the big man so far tonight for the Yankees with that two-run shot in the second. He'll be followed by Fritz Peterson and Horace Clark. Yankees leading two to one. On the scoreboard, Baltimore one, Minnesota one. They're playing the eight. Seattle four, Washington four. They're playing in the eight. California, Boston postponed. Cleveland four, Kansas City one in the ninth. Detroit five, the White Sox nothing after three and a half. And right here, the Yankees lead the Oakland A's two to one. Jim Nash getting ready to pitch to Frank Fernandez. Fernandez is one for one, a home run and a walk. Bando tight on the line at third and deep. Last of the seventh. Big jumbo Jim into the windup. Throws way outside for ball one. In two games underway in the National League, Cincinnati four, Philadelphia nothing with the Reds batting in the bottom of the eighth. Houston four, Montreal nothing after five. The Mets not playing tonight, nor are the Braves. The 1-0 pitch to Frank Fernandez is in there, one and one. Other games later starts tonight in the National League. St. Louis at San Francisco, Chicago at Los Angeles, Pittsburgh at San Diego. But right here, it's two to one Yankees in the last of the seven. Nash against Peterson, and it's big Jim Nash to Fernandez. Fastball hit the right field, high in the air, not too deep. Waiting for it is Reggie Jackson. He's got it for the out. First time that Fernandez has been retired tonight. Fritz Peterson bounced to second, and then attempting to sacrifice Fernandez in the fifth, forced him at second base. Peterson batted right-handed in his last at-bat when he thought he would have to sacrifice. Now he's up there left-handed. An occasional switch hitter. Doesn't do it all the time. He takes a fastball high and tight for ball one. Peterson obviously likes to hit right-handed when he's bunting. Whether it's a right-hander or a left-hander on the mound. Fritz takes a fastball in there. One ball, one strike. If you didn't hear it before, Fred Talbot traded to the Seattle Pilots for Jack Aker, a relief specialist. The 1-1 pitch. In there for strike two, a ball and two strikes. So Fred Talbot, who was with the Yankees for a few seasons, now traded away to the Seattle Pilots. Jack Aker in 1966 was the fireman of the year, as named by the Sporting News. Here's the 1-2 pitch as Peterson waits. He fouls it off. A foul tip off the chest protector of the plate umpire, Marty Springstead. A ball and two strikes with one out and nobody on. Yankees two runs on five hits, one error. Oakland one run, four hits, and no errors. 
Peterson waiting. Now he's on the end of the bat. Jim Nash, deliberate, into the windup. Here's the one-two delivery, a curve that misses outside for two and two. In case you didn't read it, June the 8th, here at Yankee Stadium, they're going to honor the Mick. Mickey Mantle's number seven will be retired forevermore. The 2-2 pitch. Peterson hits it into the gap in left center. Tommy Reynolds on the run. Nice play. A fine play by the left fielder, Reynolds, into the gap in left center. Two up and two down. Here's Horace Clark. Doubled in the first. Popped the short in the second and again in the fifth. Well, that's the final. The win starved Cleveland Indians beat Kansas City 4-1. The winning pitcher, McDowell, the loser was Hedlund. Home runs by Pinella in the fifth for Kansas City and Cardinal number four in the sixth for the Indians. Horace Clark waiting. Takes low from Nash for ball one. Cleveland now has a record of 8 and 23. They're last in the American League East. Nash ready. The 1-0 pitch to Clark. Curve just misses low for two balls and no strikes. Clark's a good man to get on with two outs. He can steal a base, move into scoring position. Sal Bando, the third baseman, in on the edge of the grass, looking for a possible bunt. The 2-0 pitch to Clark. Nash misses. Three balls and no strikes. Clark moving the count to 3-0 with two down. Nobody on. Waits. Clark from the left side. Open stance. Chokes a little. The right-handed Nash ready. Here's the 3-0 delivery, and Horace takes it for strike one. Clark took two steps toward first base, trying to draw the base on balls. He didn't protest when the plate umpire, Marty Springs, had put up the right arm. Three balls and a strike. Nash ready again. The big guy fires one, and Clark pops it up on the left side. Bando and Campaneras, and now Campaneras in foul territory makes the play to retire the Yankees. Three up and three down. The score after seven, Yankees two, Oakland one. It happens every day in tens of thousands of homes every morning. People get up, get into their cars, and drive to work. Some of them stop and fill up with Atlantic Imperial gasoline, which isn't a bad idea, because sooner or later, somewhere on your way to work, you're going to run into heavy, sluggish traffic. You're going to get involved in today's typical stop-and-go traffic. And now that Atlantic stop is really going to pay off. Oh, sure, Atlantic Imperial is just great for open highway driving. It's blended to give you all the power you need for a smooth, clean ride. But when you run into traffic, your engine wasn't designed to perform best at slow speed. Lucky for you, Imperial was. It's made to combust cleanly and completely, even when you're inching along. You see, Atlantic Imperial pays off for you at any speed, from zero to 60. Atlantic Imperial is just your speed. Atlantic Imperial, a product of Atlantic Richfield Company. 
Going into the eighth inning, right hand hitting Dave Duncan. And a switch hitter, I believe, for Jim Nash coming on. And then followed by the leadoff man, Bert Campanaris. Looks like Mike Hirschberger has moved into the on-deck circle for Jim Nash. Dave Duncan moving in. Right-hand batter so far tonight. He's bounced to third and lined to third. Hit 46 home runs in the California State League a few seasons back, but has not repeated that since. Here's a foul coming back into the seats out of play. Strike one. Duncan came into the ball game with five base hits in 44 at-bats. That makes it now five and 46. And that 112 batting average has dipped even lower. Duncan waiting as Peterson is being a little more deliberate here in the eighth inning. Yanks leading two to one, and Duncan takes low. One and one to count. Chris Peterson trying to win his sixth, making sure that nothing goes haywire by being overly anxious. The next one to Duncan is in there for strike two. A ball and two strikes. Big catcher, Dave Duncan, comes from Dallas, Texas. 6'2", 200 pounds. Duncan waiting. Peterson lets it go. A fastball that just missed the corner for two and two. Last year, Duncan split the season between Vancouver in the Pacific Coast League and Oakland. He batted 316 at Vancouver and only 192 with Oakland. He swings and misses at the palm ball, and Peterson has strikeout number five and the first man to get out here on the top of the eighth inning. Now Mike Hirschberger is coming on. Right-hand batter sprays the ball. Hirschberger batting 204. 11 hits and 54 at-bats. One of those a double. He has one RBI. Mike Hirschberger is one of the outstanding defensive stars in the American League in the outfield. But he was beat out of his job by Tommy Reynolds, who is, seems to be a better hitter right now. Here's the first one coming back. And over our head, it's strike one. The ball bounced right on top of the little wire protective screen we have here and then kicked off into the seats in the mezzanine at the Yankee Stadium here. No balls to strike one out. Here's the pitch. Hirschberger swings and misses strike two. Well, there's a sign on the board that the Yankees have signed their number one draft choice, slugging Larry Pyle, outfielder from New Jersey. And that's good news for the Yankees of the future. Peterson, the two-strike pitch to Hirschberger, misses outside, a ball and two strikes. Tomorrow night, Oakland and the Yankees go at it again. It'll be Chuck Dobson for the A's and Stan Bonson for the Yanks. Game time, 8 o'clock. We'll be on the air at 7.55. Foul back by Hirschberger. Coming on the screen here. And the count holds one ball, two strikes. Yankees are leading 2-1. to one. 
you just tuned in, Yankees got their pair in the second inning. After Lytle had a scratch single, Fernandez boomed one into the seats and left. And then in the fifth, the A's got their run on a home run by Dick Green deep into the lower seats in left field. The one-two pitch to Hershberger is outside for two and two. Well, Mike Epstein has just put the Washington Senators ahead six to five in the bottom of the eighth inning. That's number nine for Epstein, and he has been red hot this year so far. There's a check swing foul behind the plate by Epstein, two and two. You remember a few years back when Epstein refused to go to the minor leagues when he belonged to the Orioles and was eventually traded to the Washington Senators and had a bad season when he got there and not much of a season last year. But since Ted Williams took over the Senators, Epstein has come to life as have several other young Senator hitters. Two balls and two strikes, and we're waiting for Fritz Peterson to have some more of the clay taken out from between his spikes. Peterson is satisfied. You know, trainers just don't rub down arms and legs and look at your anatomy. They got to have that uh, little extra going for them. They pack the luggage and make sure everything gets from one pound to the other. Take mud off the uh, player's shoes. The 2 2 pitch to Hershberger. Way outside for three and two. Three balls, two strikes, one out. Yankees leading two to one, top of the eighth. Peterson has not walked an Oakland batter tonight. He's ready. The payoff pitch to Hershberger hits the left field high in the air. Now moving into the gap in left center is Lytle. He's under it and he's got it. Two up and two down. Here's the leadoff man, Bert Campanaris. Bounced to third, bounced to short, single to center. Tonight's paid attendance, 7,330. Just a lot of fans frightened away because of the ominous weather throughout the day. It's been a very pleasant evening here at Yankee Stadium. Campy Campaneras takes high and outside for ball one. We call him Bert Campaneras. That's because his name is Dagoberto. But his nickname is Campy, and he takes outside again for 2-0. Campanaris, born in Cuba. On March the 9th, 1942, he's 5'10". I don't think he's quite that tall, but it says 5'10". And he goes in at 155 pounds. Led the American League in stolen bases last year with 62. At 55 the year before that, 52 and 51. So he has stolen a lot of bases the last four years. Got 10 so far this year. He fouls the ball at the plate. Two balls and a strike. Defense in the infield. Straight away and shallow. Campanaris will bunt and he can run. Kenny at third base. Very shallow and guarding the line. Two outs. Peterson making every pitch count. Yankee left-hander ready. Here's the pitch, and Campanaris attempts a bunt and fouls it for two and two, and we pause for station identification. Hi, this is Jerry Ducey. Join me for my telephone talk show weeknights on WGY Schenectady. 
here the temperature 69 not too bad went up a degree here's a 2-2 pitch Campanaris hits it hard to right field and high and getting back in plenty of time is Bobby Mercer and almost lost the ball that ball carried about a foot farther than he thought it was going to and he had to jump to make the play nothing across for the Oakland A's in the eighth inning and the score after seven and a half Yankees two Oakland one the next time you stop at your participating Atlantic station, be sure to take a good look at the beautiful fine china your dealer is offering at a very low price. So low, you wouldn't believe it was possible to purchase fine china at such a price. But you can, and this fine china called Royal Elegance compares with china that costs many times the price. It's a value at all participating Atlantic stations. With each purchase of eight gallons of gasoline, you can buy a four-piece place setting of Royal Elegance at an unbelievable low price. This offer may vary in some states, but this beautiful fine china will never vary in its translucent, delicate beauty. Each place setting consists of a cup and saucer, dinner plate, and bread and butter plate. Charge your place settings on your Atlantic Richfield credit card if you like. Stop in today and take a look at Royal Elegance then take some home. Royal Elegance is worth a trip to your Atlantic station, believe me. The ace of the Oakland A's bullpen is moving in in the person of Paul Lindblad, a left-hander. He's won two and lost none. His earned run average, 1.80. This is his 10th game. He has two saves to go with those two victories. Paul Lindblad, a left-hander, trying to keep the Yankees in check here in the bottom of the eighth. The Yankees are leading in this game, two to one. Moving in to hit against Lindblad, Jerry Kenny, who is two for three. A bunt single in the first, struck out in the third, and lined a single to the left in the fifth inning. Lindblad's first pitch to Kenny is low for ball one. Paul Lindblad has walked only two men in the ten innings he's pitched. Comes from Chinook, Kansas. He fires and Kenny hits one hard a straightaway deep center field going back easily as Monday and Kenny is out of there. That ball was really hit. Jerry Kenny picked the biggest part of this ballpark to hit it in, and he is out of there. One up, one down. Now Bobby Mercer is struck out, fouled to the catcher, and popped to short. Mercer came into the ball game number five in the American League in average at 318. He was sixth in home runs with 10 and led the American League and the majors in RBIs with 38. So Bobby wants to get back into the hit column as he takes a curve from the left-hander for strike one. Last year in 1968 with Oakland, Lindblad won four and lost three and had a 2.41 earned run average. Appeared in 47 games. Here he comes. The one-strike pitch. Mercer drills it hard down the right field side, hooking foul. Oh, Bobby jumped on a curveball, pulled it about 10 feet foul. It was a bullet. Paul Lindblad 
had some arm miseries last year. He's in his fifth year with the A's. Joined Kansas City in 55 for part of a season. The two-strike pitch to Mercer is high and outside for a ball and two strikes. Defense shading Mercer to pull. Center fielder Mundy in the gap in right center, way over there. Here's the one-two delivery by Lindblad to Bobby Mercer's sidearm sinker missing, two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Mercer waits. Here it comes. Sidearm fastball swung on a miss. Strike three. And Bobby strikes out for the second time tonight. Two up and two down for the Yankees here in the bottom of the eighth. Now here's Joe Pepitone who is 0 for 3. Pepe who won both ball games with his power hitting for the Yankees on Sunday. A three-run shot in the first game gave the Yankees a 3-1 to one win. And a solo shot in the ninth of the second gave them a one to nothing victory. Tonight, Pepitone has been held in check by the right-handed Nash. He's waiting for Lindblad's first pitch. Here it comes. Curve is outside for ball one. Nash went the first seven innings. Gave up five hits. Walked two. Struck out three and gave up the two runs. The 1-0 pitch to Pepitone. Hit the right field. Coming on fast is Jackson. He can't get it. And Pepitone has a base hit. Jackson slipped and bounced up quickly as he caught the ball. And there's that shotgun of Reggie Jackson. Well, I'll tell you, you've seen a lot of arms around. Nobody had a better arm than Jackson. They might have been as good. They may have been more accurate. But for sheer velocity... No one can throw a ball any harder than Reggie Jackson of the Oakland A's. Pepitone keeps things alive here with a base hit. Two out. Here's Jimmy Hall. He's 0 for 3. Paul Lindblad. The ace reliever for the Oakland A's. Taking his time. Checks Pepitone at first. Here's the pitch to Hall. Ball hit hard, but Cater nails it as it leaps and catches it. Fine play by Danny Cater on a line drive by Jimmy Hall. For the Yankees, no runs on a hit and one left. And the score after eight full innings of play, it's the Yankees, two runs on six hits, one error. Oakland, one run, four hits, and no errors. Here it is the second annual Price Buster Sale from DeRusso Chevrolet in Saratoga Springs. You've been hearing a lot of noise about car sales, but wait till you hear this. A full-size 1969 Biscayne two-door with radio, heater, headrest, deluxe seatbelt, and all the other necessary safety equipment. The price, $22.97, delivered in Saratoga Springs. And remember, this is a full-size car. Now, here's Price Buster number two, a racy-looking Chevy 2 Nova with automatic transmission, wheel covers, and white sidewalls. Its price tag, an unbelievable $21.19 delivered in Saratoga, all prep charges included. You've heard from the rest. Now go for the Price Buster deal, a DeRusso deal. Huge stock to choose from. 
see the Russo Chevrolet, Route 50 between Boston Spa and Saratoga Springs. Remember, when it comes to price busting, DeRusso will do so. In the top of the ninth inning, going up against Fritz Peterson, who's been in there all the way, Tommy Reynolds, Reggie Jackson, and Sal Bando, the second, third, and fourth hitter for the Oakland A's, all of whom can reach the seats. Reynolds is 0 for 3, fly to center, pop to second, safe on an error by Jerry Kenny. Kenny right now is back there and guarding the line as Peterson delivers. There's a ground ball in the hole. Trash backhands it at short. The throw is in time on a great stretch by Joe Pepitone. Trash made a great play and a great catch and a fine throw. But Pepitone, six feet three inches tall, going out as far as he would, could go, really put the play on ice. Pepitone may have strained his groin because he's been moving around out there. Doing some deep knee bends, trying to get straightened around. A great stretch by Pepitone. One away, here's Jackson. Struck out twice, bounced to first. Reggie hits a two-hopper to Clark at second base. And on two pitches, two up and two down. Fritz Peterson moving along. Well, the only man standing between him and his sixth win of the year, Sal Bando, and he has been the man who has hit Peterson harder tonight than any other. Single to left in the second, hit a bullet to Tresh, a diving, leaping, scrambling catch by Tommy on a great play, and then double to left in the seventh. So he's two for three, and he takes the first pitch inside for ball one. The only run scored by the A's, the home run, by Dick Green in the fifth. The Yankees got their two and a homer by Fernandez in the second. Bando takes low, two balls and no strikes, and Peterson obviously somewhat leery of Sal Bando trying to keep the ball down and away. He doesn't want him to get it where he can pull it. Peterson leading two to one, top of the ninth. Here's the 2-0 pitch. Bando takes it outside for three and oh. Fine on the board, Roy White and Jake Gibbs injured, due back soon. White with a pulled hamstring in his left leg. Gibbs, jammed finger, index finger, right hand, throwing hand. There's a fastball laid right in there to Bando, three and one. Three balls and a strike, two down. Peterson, into the windup. Delivers a line drive, fair down the right field side, just past Pepitone, and Bando goes on his way to second. Mercer slips, but Bando holds on at second base. Bobby fell down, managed to grab the ball with his bare hand as he was skidding by it, bounced up quickly, and Bando has a double. And he has been a guy that Peterson has not been able to solve tonight. Fritz has given up only six base hits, and Bando has three of them, two of them doubles. Peterson has given up only five base hits and three of them by Sal Bando. The Yankees have six hits. So Bando is even more imposing when you look at it that way. Here's Danny Cater with a tying run. Sal Bando at second base. 
Cater bounced to short, fly to center, bounced to third, right hand hitter. He can be tough. Peterson sets the pitch to Cater. Almost hit him as he skips a little rope and a fine play by Fernandez. Pete went with a curveball, was low and in the dirt, and Cater just jumped over the ball. And Frank Fernandez came up with a nice play to hold Bando at second. Infield and outfield straight away. Yankees leading two to one, ninth inning at second base Bando. The 1-0 pitch to Cater. On the ground to Kenny at third. He has it. The play goes to first in time and the ball game is over. So Fritz Peterson survives the ninth inning flourish here. With Bando at second, he gets the dangerous Danny Cater on a ground out to Jerry Kenny. For the Oakland A's, no runs, one hit, one left. And the final score of this ball game, the Yankees 2 and Oakland 1. Presenting more interesting facts we'll bet you didn't know about Coca-Cola. Number 22, the three nicest things about our no-deposit, no-return bottle. First, there's the delicious taste of Coca-Cola. Second, there's the great convenience. But what about the third? Ah, it's the shape. Because now Coca-Cola comes in a no-deposit, no-return bottle with the same great shape you're used to. Now, isn't that great news? Have you noticed how crowded the Stewart's ice cream stores are getting lately with everyone making their own Sundays? But what if you're in a hurry would rather take a Sunday home? Well, the folks in the Stewart's stores spend a part of each day making up Sundays that you can take home and enjoy later. Six delicious flavors like chocolate and strawberry and butterscotch. Now, they usually cost 40 cents, but for this week, they're just 25 cents each. Stewart's take-home Sundays. Take some home on your way home. Just 25 cents each. The line score on tonight's ball game for the Yankees, two runs, six hits, one error. The two runs coming on a second inning, two-run shot by Frank Fernandez. For the Oakland A's, one run, five hits and no errors. The one run coming on a solo blast in the fifth by Dick Green, and that was all the scoring. The winning pitcher, Fritz Peterson, his record now is six and four. The loser, Jim Nash, his record three and two. And the Yankees, after losing six straight, have now won six straight. The Yankees, their record now, 18 and 21. They're taking dead aim at the 500 mark. And also dead aim and moving up in the American League East. So the Roadrunners and the Yankees will be at it tomorrow night. Game time, 8 o'clock. We'll be on the air at 7.55. Once again, the final score, Yankees 2, Oakland 1. And now this is Jerry Coleman speaking for Phil Rizzuto and Frank Messer saying goodbye from Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. baseball game has been brought to you by the Atlantic Richfield Company and your local Atlantic dealer. Atlantic keeps your car on the go with the gasoline and service that makes your car feel young again. And by Peel Brothers of Brooklyn, New York, who say thank you very much for trying our Peel's Real Draft Beer. This is the home of Champions Network. <laughs>